So definitely can't complain for sure. Uh, <clears throat> before we begin, of course, we can tell you how you can listen to our show and other shows as well by downloading the Worldwide Sports Radio Network app. If you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store, you type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store, you type in Worldwide Sports. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Periscope and Twitch. You can also listen to the audio feed if you are driving or listen to it on the smart speaker. And we are on bodyslam.net. Check them out on their YouTube page as well on their great website. And check out the brand new Worldwide Sports Radio Network website at WorldwideSportsRadio.com. Well, before we begin, first off, um, I had a great time last night uh, with Speedy who was here as well on the Sports Live Mounts. It was a lot of fun to be back there again. It's been over a year since I hosted that show last. Um, so it was a, a lot of fun to fill in for Errol and to be able to just, you know, seeing all the – and I said it last night, seeing all the comments from Jeff to, to Carl to Ben to, to uh, just everybody, to my brother Pot chiming in, to Sam chiming in. It was just great to just talk to people again and see them. All wish, you know, welcoming me back last night. And Speed and I had a great, great time last night. It was a great show. Definitely check it out. Rewatch it on the YouTube page for the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are here. We have a lot to do. There's a lot going on. Uh, we're going to get into the Ric Flair stuff a little bit later on. Snup, Snuggery starting. He says, any night with Speedy is a good time. Damn skippy it is. That's fact, Jack. Um, for all women out there, by the way, he's single, so... Remember that. Um, we'll get into the Brick Floyd stuff later. We'll do some AEW Dynamite stuff. We're going to preview SummerSlam and what's going on. I, it's crazy how early it is this year because they're going to be um, in Wales uh, next month. So they're doing SummerSlam early this year in Nashville. Stungrich, is it possible that Lyle is related to Alberto Del Rio? No. No, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's 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 the case. Um, but of course, let's talk about, we, we weren't on the air last week. Um, but let's, so let's, let's get into the, the topic that not just the wrestling world, but everybody around the world is talking about. It's the big elephant in the room. And that is Vince McMahon has officially retired from the WWE. Um, it was effective immediately. It was announced last week. Stephanie McMahon has taken over. Uh, and Triple H has now taken over full creative control. Bruce Pritchard has been demoted. 
So uh, Triple H is now fully in charge of all things creativity with the main roster now. And this is something that everybody was hoping for, that everybody was wishing for, that Vince would step aside. Obviously, all the allegations and stuff going on, he kind of didn't have a choice. And we all said we hoped that Triple H would eventually be able to run the WWE. Well, he is. They're moving to TV 14. They are now having him run it. Listen, um, we'll see what that means for some of his former NXT superstars that he did have, like Champa and those guys and the women on the roster too. You can't go wrong with it. Triple H built a ginormous brand in NXT. He was great. He did an unbelievable job expanding that brand with the with the uh, black and gold. He also brought in a lot of really, really, really great wrestlers on the indie scene. And also that were well-known names that were in other companies like Ring of Honor and New Japan. He brought them in. Um, you know... Adam Cole had an amazing run in NXT. Keith Lee had an amazing run in NXT. Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. These are all W. You know, these are all Triple H. You know, findings that he found. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. You could go on and on with Triple H really finding a lot of these superstars and and really expanding on that NXT brand, but then also bringing some other guys. You know, back, bringing back like a Drew McIntyre, um, which, you know, bringing in like a Bobby Roode, which Bobby was very over when NXT was going on. And um, to me, I don't think you could go wrong with this. I don't think WWE can go wrong with this. Like I said, let's give it time to season. Let it simmer. And then we'll come back to the table after. But this is what everybody wanted. Everybody was asking for this. They wanted it. Triple H run the company. They moved to TV 14. Let's see the uniqueness and the creativity that comes with it. Because Triple H did an unbelievable job with NXT. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, <laughs> go figure. Triple H's first show running Monday Night Raw is at Madison Square Garden. I mean, that's just that's, that's, that's as good as it gets. For something like that, and and we'll see SmackDown tonight how it goes. But he's running everything now. Lyle, I'm sure I know you were ecstatic about it when you heard the news and everything like that. I mean, um, this, I was I was very happy that Vince McMahon was gone. But at the end of the day, Stephanie is still running the company, and yeah, Triple H is doing creative. But I can't sit here and automatically assume it's sunshine and rainbows. Um, I'm not gonna. I, I just, I'm assuming it's going to be business as usual, and then we'll f- see what happens later on. But I'm going to still be very cautious with, with what they're going to do. I, I, I believe it when I see it that it change. I mean, to me, like I said, it comes into the point where I get it. Stephanie's still there, but I'm I. What I believe is, and I, I understand where you come from, the whole notes with the sunshine and rainbow situation, where let's see what happens. But to me. I mean, you knew some sort of McMahon was still going to run the company. I mean, they weren't going to hand, they weren't going to make Triple H the CEO of the company. I don't think they would. I mean, it's still in the McMahon name. So, therefore, it's handed down to somebody. 
I would think Stephanie would trust her husband because I'm sure she knows her husband did a great job with NXT. I would also have to think because it is a pet marriage and partnership, you would trust your husband. That it would make sense. You can't trust your husband to do his job. Can you trust your husband in a marriage? And vice versa. I, I, I think that's the truth. I think it's just that they're going to want to keep it um, basically a lot similar to what Vince wanted. And they're going to be creative, but at the end of the day, a lot of the Vince McMahon isms that we know and hate are going to still be there. I will say this. I, I watched the Raw on Monday at the Garden. And to me, it was a very good show. But Vince show. wrote that show. What? Vince wrote that show. No. He wrote that one on Thursday. That was the last show that Vince wrote. Well, I mean, I thought it was a good show. So, I mean, of course, it's, it's at MSG. So I think that adds a little bit of an element because the crowd's different. The crowd's more into it, New York City. And they did sell out MSG. Um, I think that helps, of course. Um, but to me, what I find to be interesting is who also Triple H want to bring into work with? You know, I know Shawn Michaels is still in NXT, still doing that. You know, does he, you know, I know, uh, whatever his road dog or something, he got let go. He's been begging apparently for a job. Uh, I don't think he'll get it. He's not going to get it. Um, and everything from Tony Khan, he's been begging Tony Khan for a job. And, Oh, that's definitely not happening. No. I thought you he's been begging Triple H since he took over. Oh, no. No, no, no. He's no, no. probably been texting him, but... Yeah, I mean, he's been... Um, the word is out that he's been begging Tony Khan for a job, and Tony Khan has refused to get back to him. Um, so, I mean, you look at it in this perspective, I think where this goes... I mean, like I said, let's, let's give it time to develop... Let's give Triple H an opportunity, a fair shot. The guy did wonderful in NXT. So let's let's see how much of a of, of, of a role Vince has in this whole thing. If we see the show is improving and it's completely drastically different, then maybe Vince is not having a role in it as much. Let's there are still people who, who think that he will have a role and he'll just be like off in the shadows doing stuff, not actually officially employed. No, I mean, the thing of it, too, is he sold all the shares. He sold 80% of it. Or he sold 90, it was like 80 or 90% of it. He still owns some of it. It's a lot. That's a, a huge number. So the point being is, um, you know, for for this to unfold in the way it happened, but, it, I mean, Dave Meltzer was on CNN the other day. I mean, like, this is no small little joke. Vince McMahon is 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 a ginormous figure in 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 this world, and nobody everybody thought he would be in WWE until the day he died, and he's no longer. Uh, there was a report from Fightful about how um, what he has been like backstage, and it really does explain a lot um, about what he's been doing and why and why the show has been so bad. Huh. Cargo's, Cargo's, did Lyle get that shirt to Gap? He likes it. And then he goes, No, got it Coles. Isn't the new CEO his son? Yes, his son in law. Yes, that's what we're explaining. is the new CEO. So I think that's all we can do is give the guy a fair chance. You know, everybody gets chances in this world. 
let's give him one. Let's give him an opportunity to show what he's capable of doing. Um, so to me, I just think the biggest thing was Vince leaving. And, you know, to me, I mean, it's very tough to find that there's ever going to be another Vince McMahon ever again in, in, in wrestling. I mean, people can try. You know, Ted Turner tried. Tony Khan is trying. It's very difficult to have the, not just the amount of years in a row, be able to have the power. It's very tough to be able to, to sustain that and maintain it. And as much as we can't stand him now, he did. He was a, a, a vital figure in, in wrestling. You know, this goes back to his days with his father in the WWF. Um, on the Eastern, with the Eastern Territory. So to me, I, 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 it was crazy to read that. I thought it was a joke at first. Somebody was trying to fool me. Um, but that's what, well, well that's what was, I didn't see the not, Vince tweet at first. So, yes. so before I get corrected, I didn't see the Vince tweet at first. Oh. Um, and everything like that. So to me, um, I just thought it was it was an interesting uh, piece of information we got last week for sure. But let's get into it now. We've heard the reports now that this will be Ric Flair's last match again. Um, I mean, I'm seeing Jeff Jarrett beat the crap out of him and making him bleed in the parking lot. Um, well, Rick wanted to do a dive off the rope and Charlotte made it move it. Stop. You know, so there you go with that. It's probably yeah, dying. I mean, it's, I'm not going to watch it. The card looks pretty good, uh, but honestly, that match is probably the worst match on the card. I have no interest in watching a 70 yeah. something year old man who's had 6 billion surgeries continue to do this to himself. Um, and he says it's not about the money. The, the, the guy has a lot of payment issues. Um, I find it very hard to believe. Um, I give Jeff Jarrett a lot of kudos. He's going to be for SummerSlam tomorrow and then wrestling Ric Flair on Sunday. So that's a, it's a busy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That, that match is going to be on Sunday. That's right. Okay. SummerSlam yep. is on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. So StarCast is, uh, they're doing StarCast this weekend there. Um, as well. To me, I uh, have no interest in watching it. I don't need to see Ric Flair wrestle again. Um, I think Rick should have ended it with the match against Sean um, at WrestleMania. That was one of his best matches he ever had. Um, it was one of the best matches on that WrestleMania card at the time. Um, it was an excellent match between the two with the storytelling and stuff. And then he said, I'm done. And then he goes to Impact. And then he comes back for appearances in WWE. And then he goes to AAA for every now and then an appearance with Andrade. It's constant involvement. But when you, you know, and I know he just got divorced again um, and everything. He says it's not about the money, Rick. I don't buy it. I don't. Like, if it's not about the money, then what do you have left to prove then? You're one of the best wrestlers in, in the world. 
to in the history of professional wrestling. I don't understand what is there is left to even do, or why have this match. Why it, it, to to me it just doesn't make any sense. Is to like, and and it's. I understand the storytelling with Jay Lethal getting involved because Lethal was trying to return Rick back to the ring. Then Lethal couldn't get into the press conference. He thought slighted. And then obviously Jeff Jarrett was going to get involved because Jarrett tried to help Rick. And Rick called him a bunch of names, uh, called his father a name. And that's when Jarrett got pissed. And then, of course, he recruits Andrade to be his partner because Andrade is his son-in-law. Um, to me, the, the match just does not excite me at all. Um, doesn't get me juiced up. I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to watch it. The card looks good. The main event is the worst match on the card, which is obviously the Ric Flair match. I don't need to see a 70-something-year-old man wrestle anymore. I don't. It's it, it just, there's no point in it. He has nothing left to prove when it comes to having this fight. That's exactly. That's what it is, and and that's why when he says it's not about the money, I say it's BS. Of course, it's about the money. What else is he? Pretty sure his wife divorced him, so he might need money. His wife did divorce him. Yes, yes, recently, yes. Um, so he's only had like fifty billion different marriages, and you know everything like that. But it's, I don't know, just doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me on this. Lyle, what are your thoughts on, on, on this match and this card itself? Like, are you going to spend money on this show? I don't know. It'll be a winning a moment if I do. Um, I think that the match will be will not. I don't think he'll be doing much in, in the match. He might just do his classic with flex spots, and that's about it. Um, but no, nah, I, I, I don't expect him to do much. I think that. I don't know. I, I don't expect him to do much. I think he'll do the classic stuff. I will say this. I am not going to be buying that pay-per-view. I have better things to do than spend my money on that and watch Ric Flair do two moves in a woo. I could go watch that on YouTube. So, with that said, um, if you want to watch Ric Flair's last match Sunday, have at it. Go crazy. Have a great time. And uh, You can watch it. Great. Good for you. And everything of that sort. So, we have a few more minutes before we go to break. Uh, let's get to a little bit of SummerSlam, which is already tomorrow. We, we we know Brock Roman is having their final match together tomorrow. What they really want to do is have McIntyre be the one to face Roman in Wales next month. Roman was never going to lose this match tomorrow, I don't think. We'll see if that's the case. Um, things change, obviously, on the fly. Uh, for me, SummerSlam this year is... I mean, listen, it's going to be cool. It's going to be in Nissan Stadium, which is a beautiful football stadium. It's really nice. They, they have a great crowd there tomorrow um, and everything of that sort. But what I'm really looking forward to the most when it comes to this card is more so Triple H's first. I mean, unless it's like with what Vince wrote, Triple H, this is his first pay-per-view that he's getting. So who knows? Maybe he changes things under the table. We, we don't know. Uh, but we well, know. he was the one who took uh, um, Seth off the pay-per-view. Yes, I know Seth came off the pay-per-view, I think, because Riddle got hurt. Um, no, I think that, that that was all, all, from my understanding, is that he was not hurt. It was just a way to write the match off the, the card. Huh. That's Interesting. My understanding. So maybe they're trying to shorten it, maybe. Who knows? Um, 
never know. Um, we'll see. But I know you're probably not. I mean, maybe you'll watch tomorrow. I don't know if you will. Um, I know I will. I'll try to tune in tomorrow to watch it. Um, check it out. Just to, just to get an atmosphere and feel of it. I'm excited to see the Street Profits versus Usos. That's going to be a good match, um, I think. Uh, that's really one, the one match that I could sit there and I could say, yes, I, I, I am excited about that. you got Liv and Ronda tomorrow. I'm very curious to see how Liv does now with higher competition. Um, I mean, Ronda can't be anywhere from the mic. Than she, Ronda probably had her best promo last week. When she didn't do it in front of a crowd, she did it backstage, probably pre-recorded. She oh, that was probably her best, I would think. You know, so and everything like that. But we're gonna go to a quick break right now. When we come back, we're gonna get into some we're, we'll get into some AEW conversation. We will get into our finishing move, and again, we're gonna end it a little bit early today. When we come back, we're gonna get into some AEW conversation. This is off the mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Are you ready? Now welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the last 15, 20 minutes or so here for Off the Mat again. Got to leave a little bit early today, but that's okay. We're still on, and that's the important thing. Like Donkey Kong. Oh, I like Donkey Kong. On like Donkey Kong. That's right. It's a great video game, by the way. Classic. Yes. Do you like the Do you like the classic one, or do you like the you like the N64 one? N64. Nothing's better than N64. So you don't like the classic one that you played the arcades? N64 is better, because it's N64. Okay. Okay, I can see this conversation's great. So, we were talking earlier, we're going to get to some AEW conversation, and then we are going to get to our finishing move. So really quickly, we'll recap off, um, off the mat. We're going to recap AEW Dynamite this past week, and there's really a lot of things to take. Obviously, we know Anna Jay is now part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, I know we were not on last week. I will say this quickly. My opinion on that main event between Kingston and Jericho was... I mean, I said it on Twitter. I did not like it. I expected um, more. So then a lot more. It felt very rushed. Yes. That's what happens when you give a barbed wire death match 12 minutes. There were too many things happening. It was just, it felt just extremely rushed, messy, sloppy, too much happening. I didn't, I was not a fan. But again, that's what happens when you give it a 12, when you give it, like, I thought the match would have started at like 935. You have your breaks every now and then. No, they got they started wrestling wrestling at like nine forty seven, and I was just like, "What?" That was also another, and also, it was so obvious. Like everybody from the Jericho Appreciation Society is in the cage. Did nobody think to try to find Sammy Guevara anywhere and say where the yeah, hell? Yeah, that was a little weird too. They didn't even mention like, "Oh, hey, he's not here because he." Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, and I, like, I I I would have done that and then had Sammy in the shark shark suit. I would have said, yeah. Oh yeah, he's not here because he he was injured. Um, and then you have um him come out in the shark suit. I think that would, would have been a better way to do that than, than that. Turned out it was Nyla Rose in the shark suit. Yeah, um, and the thing is, everyone was like thinking it was someone else, and then she went and spoiled it on Twitter that it was her. 
<laughs> so everyone knew, okay, so that's not going to be a surprise later tonight. I'm like watching, I'm going, did we forget that Sammy Guevara's and Ty Conti are in the group? Like, they should be in there too. That didn't make sense. The whole thing was weird. But besides that, um, very interesting main event this past week. And also, we'll get to a little bit of Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. It was a great show. Death Before Dishonor was a really, really good show. Um... Daniel Garcia had a very interesting week this week. Had a, a tough loss to Willie Uta last week um, at Death Before Dishonor. Um, if, if you saw it, uh, Uta won on a roll-up. And then this week, he goes out there and he beats Brian Danielson. And to me, I'm very curious with... I love that match. I thought they did a great job of um, selling the head injury and continuing that whole thing. I, I think it was definitely a little bit of a weird thing, but I thought it fit well. Um, I liked it. Uh, I, I thought they, I thought it was great, a great way to get heat. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I, thought, I think Daniel Garcia is phenomenal. Oh, he's very good. I mean, his mic skills are not the best, but he's a very good. I think he's, I think he's fine on the mic. Yeah, I, mean, I think there's something to be fixed, but I think he's an excellent in-ring competitor, and also Jake Hager interfering as well. Kind of helps it as well. It it saves Danielson's face a little bit. Um, the biggest thing that a lot of people are talking about is the trio tag team belts came out, and then of course the young bucks go and they see Hangman Adam Page backstage. And you have next week the uh, the um, who's back next week? Um, the elite um, undisputed elite is back next week. Um, so they'll be back. So I'm kind of curious now where this goes because I feel like you're going to see Adam Cole is going to pick Red Dragon to be the, his tag team partners for those belts. And it's going to piss the Young Bucks off. And that's where I think eventually this whole thing is going to break apart. Like I, I can kind of feel that that's where they're going with this. I love it. I, I love the fact that I, I, I really want to see Hangman back with the Young Bucks. I want to see it. I want the Elite back together. I want it all. I want Omega back. Bring him back. Go at it that way. I love it. I think it's a great idea. I want to see eventually, who knows when Roderick Strong is going to be like, oh, maybe he comes in. You go on the Spirit Era versus the Elite, which would be a fantastic storyline. Get all that. That would be really, really, really cool to watch. I thought that was good. Um, by the way, really quick, if you have not got a chance to watch RJ City's YouTube show, Hey, EW, it is hysterical. Watch it. It's so funny. He pisses off every single person he interviews, from Adam Cole to Brett Baker to Chris Statlander to Ricky Starks. It's very funny. Um I'll check it out. Definitely. RJ City is one of the funniest wrestlers out there. Um, speaking of Ricky Starks, it seems like Team Taz is officially broken up. Um, they are no more. Since Taz is also now a full-time commentator, uh, I guess they probably just thought that it didn't make sense for him to be a manager of a team anymore, which is fine. Um, Ricky is going to do wonders as a face. hundred percent agree. And not as he, he, and not, he is very good as a heel. My God. I mean, remember he was a face in NWA. He was a face there and he did really well. I think his promos 
are going to be great. He's obviously going to have a rivalry with Hobbs now. Um, but Team Taz is no more. They've broken up. Uh, Brian Cage is out. I know uh, Tony, Tony Blanchard is no longer the manager anymore. But to me, I like the idea of Ricky becoming a face. Fits him well. He's done it before. He's used to it. And he was great of a heel as he was. Some guys, to me, I think they can be a face or they can be a heel. It works for some people. It works. They could they could go both ways. I think Ricky is one of those talented guys that can flip the script and go as a face and be that person and be in the conversation for the TNT championship at some point because that guy deserves a TNT title run at some point. It really does. Um, so he'll start a rivalry with Hobbs. We know that. We now know Hook has the FTW championship. Um, again, and to me, I, I just think this was coming off the heels of Death Before Dishonor, which was, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, definitely you should go watch it if you're a wrestling fan. Uh, the, the Briscoes and FTR. Uh, amazing match. That was one of the greatest tag team matches I ever saw. Uh, Dave Meltzer gave them five stars. Well-deserved. Um, and I... What was interesting was they posted on the AEW page an interview with the Briscoes after the match was over. Obviously, Warner doesn't want them there. I just think it's interesting because you have to remember the Briscoes have now signed a full-term Ring of Honor contract where they can no longer work with Impact or any of them anymore. It's only on Ring of Honor's terms. That's probably Tony's way of trying to get them, but this is the closest he can get to having them since they can't be on Warner TV. So maybe if they start a YouTube channel network or they put Ring of Honor on another network, I don't know. At least you now have the Briscoes in your pocket. I, I think what they're going to do is they're going to use um, on a club and have a show on there every week, and they're going to um, and they're, I, th I think eventually on a club will become like something different. Where they have, <clears throat> where they pretty much use that as a streaming device, streaming service for AEW and Ring of Honor together. That would be a smart idea. Make so they already have everything there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everything just is kinda... already there. I miss their old merchandise page where I used to see everything for like five bucks. Now it's like going pro wrestling tees now and everything's like twenty five dollars again. And like so, what what did you think of the Young Bucks Hangman segment? Oh, I loved it. I I, I said it before about it. It was a great I, teaser. I, it was a great teaser. Oh yeah, I I, I yeah I. I I said it before, I think that's where the trios folks came in. And I think this is this is this is what's gonna start the undisputed elite's downfall because Adam Cole is gonna want to go after those belts and hundred percent he's gonna pick Red Dragon. And the Bucks are gonna slide it and then Hangman's gonna come out and talk. I think that will happen, but I think um when it gets I guess it'll be uh undisputed elite versus young Bucks and Hangman at all out, but maybe the Wednesday before. Undisputed Elite will attack Hangman, get him out of the match, and then that's when Kenny comes back. That would be interesting. I mean, then then you got then you now have an issue of does Hangman feel slighted again because they replaced him? And then you got to figure that part out. And, and um, like, they could still do it in a way that works. They could do it where Hangman calls Kenny. That would work. I mean, Kenny's not been up for I believe two hundred and forty-eight days now, if I'm not mistaken. I had that countdown personal. Um, also, FTR did make a comment on Twitter where they kind of hinted that it could be Zen and CM Punk going at any tournament. 
That would be another one. I think you... Because Punk doesn't need to do much. No. Dax does have his torn labrum now, so they have to be very careful with that. When that, that happened at uh, Forbidden Door? Yes, and it got worse. It's gotten worse. So they're so on fire right now that they need to be very cautious with them. The last thing they need is for Dax to be injured, and then they can't wrestle, and then they have to relinquish all their titles. That would be the worst thing possible for FTR. So you have to, you know, be, you know, you have to be very careful with this kind of injury because what can happen is it can tear so much. Right now, he doesn't need surgery, but eventually, like, it could heal on its own. But eventually, if it gets bad, um, that's when it comes, becomes an issue. Christopher Brown writes, uh, the CEO duties are being split between Nick Hahn and Stephanie. Yes, know that. Um, but... They need the last thing they need is for anybody in FTR, whether it's Dax or Cash, to get hurt. Yeah. Because God forbid, if those guys get hurt and they have to relinquish all those titles, all that momentum they've been spending on the past six Year? months, even done. more than that. Yeah. It's, it's it's done, and all that work is gone. And to me, I think this is the time where I think you can let FTR do their interviews. They don't have to wrestle. Give them the next month off. Or at least get them off before all out. Let them rest for the next month. Do their promos because Dax and Cash can 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 give one. And don't let Dax wrestle in the ring. Let Cash be the singles wrestler. Cash is no slouch. I know they like Dax more as a singles wrestler, but Cash is a really good one. You know, I know Cash doesn't have the mic skills that Dax has. It goes back to when Arn and Toldy were working together. The elite graphing they come back. I really think this story. And now, if they're going to become a face face group again, I think it's just a tremendous, tremendous um, story where you go from them being ultra faces and that you can see the breakup going and happening, and then you see where they go from being heels after turning on Hangman and Hangman becoming champion, and then everything coming back together for them to come friends again. Well, why don't we do our finishing move right now? We do our finishing move right now, so let's. I wanted to make it back at that bed, so I'll start first. For me, my finishing move is really the watching Ring of Honor. Uh, Last week was unbelievable. It was great. Claudio Castagnoli and Jonathan Gresham. Even though I know Gresham is not on good terms with AEW anymore, um, you know, it was a great match. It wasn't really a bad match on the card, honestly. I thought um, every match was really good. I enjoyed it very much. It felt just like pure professional wrestling watching that card. So kudos to ROH and everything like that. So that's mine. Lyle, what's yours? Mine is that, you know, so Ric Flair gave his without Rushmore on in, during an interview. And I think it's a travesty that okay. Misawa and Kenta Kobayashi never get the credit that they deserve for what they did in Japan. I don't know why. But everyone decides to just skip over Japanese wrestlers and what they've done for the industry. And I think it's pretty, pretty horrible. And I think wrestlers from Japan deserve the credit that uh, that they do deserve. And hopefully in the future, that is something that um, every wrestler from Japan can do. Um, it just, I don't understand why everyone treats like they're on an island somewhere and they're non-existent. Yeah, they're on an island. But the impact that they have had on professional wrestling in the entire world is pretty huge. Who is it's also fir- it's also way more popular over there than it is over here. Who was the four that he named? Um, Undertaker. 
Okay. Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and um, Shawn Michaels. Actually, might not have said Hulk Hogan. Let me look that up. Hmm. Hmm. He said uh, Stone Cold. Yeah, he did say Hogan. Yep. But okay. in my opinion, over uh, HBK and possibly even Taker, Misawa, and Kenta Kobayashi deserve to be in there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our show this week. We will be back next week at 6 o'clock. We'll be back at normal time next week at 6 o'clock. Uh, we'll recap SummerSlam. We'll recap AEW. We're going to recap a lot of different things. It's all happening. Uh, really quick, before we go, here's what you can do. You listen to our show by downloading our app. Uh, if you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store, type in WWSRN. In Android, you go to the Google Play Store, type in Worldwide Sports. Check us out on WorldwideSportsRadio.com. You go so check out on the ticker down below our off the mat website. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram at Periscope, and we are also on Bodyslam.net. Check them out as well on their YouTube page and all of that good stuff. Lyle, I will talk to you, man. Have a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy SmackDown tonight. Enjoy Rampage. Enjoy SummerSlam. Enjoy Ric Flair's pay per view on Sunday. Enjoy Raw Monday, Dynamite Wednesday, and we will talk to you all about it next Friday right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and Bodyslam.net. Have a good weekend, everybody. Kenny Omega, take it away. I must beat you at you, so stay with me now if you know it. Goodbye, and good night. Thank you for listening to Off The Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.